Thank you so much for tuning into the Chronic Illness Support Podcast. Today, our guest is Susan, who will be talking about lupus as an advocate and someone who suffers with the illness. According to the Lupus Foundation of America, 1.5 million Americans and at least 5 million people worldwide have some type of lupus. Thank you so much for joining me today, Susan. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, and it's a pleasure to be here, Sam. Um, I'm 62. I've had lupus. Um, well, I was definitely diagnosed um, when I was 38, but um, can go all the way back to when I was 12, when my symptoms began. Oh, wow. um, and I, you know, and I've gotten severe, more severely ill as years went on, but didn't really start to have severe symptoms until about 20 years ago. Um, so I, some of the symptoms were my hair was falling out. Um, I had a rash across my face, um, across the cheeks and my nose, extreme fatigue, body aches, low grade fevers. Um, but the truth is that lupus is, um, the great impersonator. So many people have it in so many different ways, affecting lots of different places in their body that it can often be difficult to diagnose. Yeah, that's a great point to make. I'm glad you said that. So what made you decide to become an advocate for lupus? Well, I had, I've always been outspoken. I was brought up um, that there are people that we need to speak up for who will never feel comfortable voicing their opinions or their concerns. Um, so that was always in the back of my mind. Even when I was teaching full time, I did counseling often with people I didn't know. Um, someone would say, can I give so-and-so your phone number? Would you talk to them? And when I had to retire from full time teaching and I thought, well, what am I gonna do with myself? Um, becoming a, a more, more of a lupus advocate at the time um, was my top priority. Um, my mission is to get more drugs in the drug pipeline and more research um, so that anyone who inherits lupus or develops it will not um, have the kind of lives that the, the people like me have right now. Um, that's something that's really important to me to prevent. Yeah, that's really awesome that you've been able to use your journey to help other people. I think it's, um, I don't know, it was the way I was brought up. And yeah, if, if I can bring some peace of mind to someone, you know, let them know that um, this is not a death sentence. And while there are things they may not be able to do anymore, like go out in the sun, um, there are plenty of things you can do and you can live a very fulfilling life with lupus. Yeah, that's true. Do you want to talk a little bit about the testing that you had done for lupus? Well, when I was 21, I really had severe symptoms. I had just gotten married. And um, the fatigue, the fevers, the body aches were quite bad. I went to an internist. And at that time, um, which was 1980, there was only a test called an LE cell test for lupus erythematosus. Um, and my doctor told me it was negative. But he said to me, you'll probably develop lupus sometime. Uh, when I started having severe symptoms with a lot of hair falling out when I was about 38, um, I went to a doctor again, 
<clears throat> and they started with the general tests like a sedimentation rate, which shows how much inflammatory action is going on in your body, um, an ANA test also, which shows something like that. And um, they kept kind of just following the path down from general blood work to more and more specific blood work until um, they found what the problems were. And at the same time that I was diagnosed with lupus, I was diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome, which is often secondary to lupus. Um, and it causes dry eyes, dry mouth, um, also some body aches and things like that. Yeah, I'm so sorry that you had to wait so long um, to be properly diagnosed with lupus. Unfortunately, that's, that um, waiting 11 years had been the norm about 10 years ago. Yeah. And going from doctor to doctor. Women especially, well, it's 90% women who have autoimmune diseases. So it's the same with lupus. Um, we're always told it's in their mind. Even if you were documenting um, low-grade fevers, things of that nature, you know, go to a psychologist, go to a psychiatrist, there's nothing wrong with you, it's in your mind. So now it's down to between one year and four years to get diagnosed. So we've made progress. Um, you know, let's hope that we can do that within one, one sitting <laughs> so that, we, you know, people are diagnosed much more quickly. Yeah, definitely. What treatments have you tried? Did they help? And did you have any side effects from them? I've been on um, Plaquenil, which is hydroxychloroquine, which we're all hearing an awful lot about lately in the news. Yeah. Um, Plaquenil is used for almost everybody with lupus. It's an anti-malarial drug. They're not quite sure um, why it works in lupus, but they noticed that when soldiers were given um, hydroxychloroquine when they were in like the jungles in different places where malaria would be, um, all kinds of other symptoms disappeared, like, you know, fatigue and, and sore muscles and things like that. Um, so I started Plaquenil uh, 30 years ago. And um, about seven years ago, I tried methotrexate, um, which is sort of a form of chemotherapy, but more of a medication that um, is used for people of transplants so that they don't have, um, so they don't reject their organ. It mm -hmm. didn't work for me. Um, I couldn't believe it, but it made me even sleepier if that was possible. And then um, a drug named Benlista had been approved finally by the FDA. Um, it took a lot of us being in touch with the FDA and having contacts there and working with them, as well as GlaxoSmithKline and Genentech to get this drug approved. At the same time, right when I was about to take it, I developed thyroid cancer. Um, so I had to wait eight years before I could take it. I had to be five years cancer-free. I finally got to take it, and after four months, um, it actually exacerbated my symptoms, which has happened to other people as well. So I'm on prednisone, I'm on Plaquenil, um, and hoping for the next, the next great drug. Right, yeah. I hope they come out with something that's better than the choices that you have now. I do know a lot of, I have a lot of 
friends in the lupus world um, who take mesotrexate or take um, other chemotherapy agents like Celsept or use Benlista, which is the biologic, and they get, you know, quite good results. So um, people shouldn't go on just one person's experience um, with those medications. Yeah, definitely. What other information would you like to discuss about lupus? Lupus is, is the great hider. Um, it has the basic symptoms or things that <clears throat> busy people have all the time, like always being tired, um, you know, having some body aches and things like that. And um, it's important that people who have some kind of autoimmune, autoimmune disease um, in their family, for example, everyone on the mother's side of the family has some kind of autoimmune disease. Um, and that includes diabetes and thyroid disease. These are all autoimmune diseases. Um, that you, you get things checked out. And I especially um, urge um, African-American women because it seems that more of the people who have lupus are African-American. Um, you know, so testing is a huge thing. People are afraid, and I can understand that. Um, no one wants to hear, you know, what's going on in their body if it's not good news. Mm -hmm. But it can make a huge difference. Um, that first doctor didn't put me on any medications, and I think that's why I have the severity that I have today. So the yeah. early diagnosis can make a huge difference in your life. Yeah, that's really important. You touched on this a little bit, um, but do you want to talk a little bit more about the other Ill illnesses that you have? Sure. Um, people with autoimmune diseases often start collecting them um, as they go along in life. And um, the first time that I was in touch with people who had lupus when I was really diagnosed for sure, I started noticing in the list of symptoms that I had like 30 of them. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many illnesses that are secondary to lupus, like the Sjogren's that I had mentioned, which by the way is S-J-O-G-R-E-N-S syndrome. Um, esophageal reflex, you know, having um, GERD mm -hmm. it goes along with it. Many people have uh, bowel problems like irritable bowel syndrome or inflammatory bowel disease. Um, there are heart defects that can go with lupus. Um, many people have fibromyalgia, which is something that um, is talked about quite a bit now, which used to be kind of pushed under the rug as women, you know, just complaining. Um, and now they see there is a real disease there, and it often goes along with lupus. Uh, Raynaud's syndrome, where your feet and your hands especially don't get enough blood flow, and they start turning purplish or whitish when they're cold. Um, and so it's very important to keep your hands and feet as warm as possible. That's often secondary to lupus. And then other autoimmune diseases can be gathered along the way as well, like multiple sclerosis, myasthenia gravis, um, illnesses like that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned all of those. How do you cope with having lupus and other chronic illnesses? 
I feel like, you know, this is the life that I have. Um, I can't change it. Mm -hmm. So I have to not only live with it, but make the most of it. And I had to retire from full-time teaching, which was heartbreaking to me about 20 years before I would have liked to. But I found other outlets. You kind of invent a new normal, which is what they're talking about after COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And people with lupus know a lot about that. You find other ways, like for me, advocacy. Um, I did some was able to have time to do some religious things that I hadn't had time for in the past. I became a bat mitzvah, which is a very big deal in the Jewish faith and um, was not able to do when I was 13. And I studied for that. Um, and I became a strong advocate. Now I'm teaching part-time in the afternoons. And um, it's great because I couldn't manage a full day in an inner city school anymore which is what my first preference. So you, you find ways to reinvent yourself. Um, you know, if people are going out to the beach, then you need to find something else to do. Um, but it becomes second nature after a little while. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think staying positive is really, really important. Um, stress is a huge, um, I was gonna say stressor, on people with autoimmune diseases so the more stress that you can get away from or deal with easily um the less frequent your flares will be the better you will feel so and that that takes a long time and also learning to listen to your body um for 25 years i pushed and pushed no matter how tired i was i would do the food shopping i was teaching full-time um, for a while, I was a single parent, and it took me a long time to learn to listen to my body, and that if I was resting in the middle of the day or went to bed very early, I was not being lazy, despite what other people might have thought. Right. I was recharging my batteries, you know, so I could deal with the next day, and that's really important, and it takes a long time um, so it's something I really stress when um, I speak with people, you know, that they shouldn't be worried or ashamed or afraid to to rest when they need to, um, despite what anyone else might think. Yeah, and that's you know, that's how you go day to day, and you're grateful for each day that um, George Burns used to say he opened up. That's an old comedian for you young people. <laughs> that in the morning he, he opened up the newspaper and the first thing he looked at was the obituaries and if his name wasn't there he went ahead and he had breakfast yeah and and that's you know you get up and you find the enjoyment in the day yeah that's really important what is something you wish you would have known when you were diagnosed with lupus i wish i would have known that um, what I was feeling was real mm -hmm. and that I shouldn't listen to doctors who said to me, it's all in your head. I mean, I was always so tired and I knew that people with depression were often very tired, but I never had depression. So I didn't understand, you know, why I was tired all the time. Um, but they kept saying it was in my head. 
I used to get sick. I, I still get everything. Um, teaching first and second grade, I walked away with every single illness that they ever had. And it was usually worse for me. So I wish I knew how to distance myself from people who were not feeling well, how to allow myself to rest when my body needed it and to listen to it, and to give myself permission to take the medications that I need to take. There are so many people who just refuse to take medications. They think it's the end of the world. Um, when people comment to me on how many I take, I look at them and I say, but I'm still here. Yeah. So, I, you know, I would like people not to, um, not to push away any prescriptions that a rheumatologist or a primary care might give them for their lupus um, just on principle. Yeah, that's really important. How does lupus affect your daily life? Lupus affects my daily life in that I know that when it's really sunny out I, um, or very hot, I can't spend more than a few minutes in the sun or the heat. Um, when I'm tutoring, I need to make sure that I'm going to a house that has air conditioning in the summer. I have developed chronic kidney disease from lupus, so... I'm kind of always noticing how much I drink and how much I pee so that um, I don't get dehydrated and that I keep my kidneys working well. Um, it's, it's odd. It's like you just start to automatically just notice things um, and look for things. Did I do this today? You know, did I make sure I took my medication? Um, but around that, I, there's an old saying, you know, I don't have, lupus doesn't have me, I have lupus. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit trite, but you go about your daily life just making the adjustments as you need to. You know, do I need an Aleve because my fingers are really swollen and um, hard to move today? You know, things like that. And then you just adjust as you're going through the day. Yeah. Um, it becomes automatic to some extent, it really does. And I think that's true with people with other um, illnesses. Yeah, definitely. How are you doing now with symptoms? <laughs> um, I'm in a slight flare now, just because of all the stress with the COVID-19. Um, because I'm so high risk with, at this point, having lived with lupus for 50 years, I have 11 underlying medical conditions. Um, I live in an apartment building. We're on the first floor, but my doctors do not want me going out into the common hallway. Um, I haven't left my apartment in five and a half weeks. No, I'm sorry, it's six weeks today. Um, I've had a slight hip flare because of the stress of that, um, you know, and being worried. When my husband goes out to pick up my prescriptions or pick up groceries, what is he bringing back with us, right. with himself? Um, and, you know, that's expressed itself. My hair is coming out. I always know when my hair starts to fall out a little bit more that I'm starting a flare. You know, and the aches and pains are worse. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the way it is, though. And, you know, you just, you move through it and you do what you need to do. And, um, you know, hopefully it goes away soon. Yeah, I hope so.
Is there any, you. yeah, you're welcome. Is there any other information you would like us to know about lupus? Um, as I said, I really, I really want people to not ignore something that, you know, that they may have had for a month or two months or three months. Have things checked out. Um, don't just bury things the way we tend to do. Um, May is Lupus Awareness Month. We share it, of course, with many other illnesses because now every illness has a month and there are only 12 of them. Mm -hmm. We um, often do walks for the Lupus Foundation of America or for the Alliance for Lupus Research to raise money for, uh, for research into new medications and ways that they may be able to um, eradicate lupus. Right now they're looking really at gene therapy. So, um, you know, we ask that during May, wear something purple. Um, there's an International Lupus Awareness Day, usually in the beginning of the May. You can find when it is online. Um, mm -hmm. Donate to the Lupus Foundation. In many cities, there are um, clothing pickups like you would find for veterans where, but it's, they're run by the Lupus Foundation and they have thrift shops and they sell things, you know, to raise funds as well. And talk about it. Don't be afraid to, to ask about it. Um, you know, even if it's not something that's in your life, the support for us is so very important because each one of us has felt so alone for so many years until maybe the last 10 years. So, you know, show your support by wearing a purple shirt, um, putting purple nail polish on as I do. It's the only time I use a color like that. You know, um, we appreciate it very much. Yeah, those are all great ways to show support. What piece of advice do you want to give listeners? Well, as I said, no matter what, symptoms you have of any illness it doesn't have to be lupus don't just ignore it and live with it don't be afraid to find out because in most things early treatment can make a huge difference in your life yeah. um, i found out i had thyroid cancer accidentally because of something that i had due to my lupus oh, wow. and i was so grateful you know they said, oh, well, this lump is okay, but you know what we're looking at here? We happen to pick up, you know, don't be afraid to, um, to find out what's going on in your body. Um, and you need to take care of it. It was given to you and you need to be the best guardian of it that you can. Yeah, that's really great advice. How can listeners connect with you? Um, they can connect with me through my email. Okay. which is Susan Lee 57 it's all one word all lowercase okay. at gmail.com um, and I would be happy to talk to anyone who's questioning or who has lupus and is worried or someone who just wants more information because they want to support a family member you know um, I take all calls 24 hours a day That's because awesome. I just think it's important so, you know, don't worry about bothering me because you won't be. Awesome. I will put your contact information in the show notes.
Thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on the Chronic Illness Support Podcast and telling your story with Lupus to help provide education and awareness. I enjoyed having you, Susan. Thanks so much, Sam, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you found listening to the Chronic Illness Support Podcast helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 